Welcome to episode six of Instant Expertise Marketing. We appreciate you listening in as always. This is a special episode that I wanted to record in response to a recent loss in my life. I'm Yvette Brown, co-founder of Xpromos. I became an entrepreneur at 23 by starting a promotion agency with my then 29-year-old business partner, Sherry Nomadi. Sherry's actually going to sit this one out today as I wanted to just record a special tribute to someone who had a significant impact on my career trajectory. We're going to start by going way back to the 1980s when I was a geeky kid in high school. I was considered smart and as such, my big career plan was to become a doctor just because that's what smart kids aspire to do. I was involved in school clubs because, you know, you needed to look good on paper to get into college. But in the spring of my sophomore year, I made a life-changing leap by trying out for yearbook staff. Yes, I did say trying out. At my high school, yearbook was a really big deal. The Cayuse was nationally recognized as one of the top annual yearbooks in the country. And under their advisor, Steve Bailey, they had won numerous awards and yearbook competitions. Again, I know, who knew? I don't think it was entirely my idea to try out as I look back, but I know a few of my geeky friends were also going to try out, so I thought I might as well give it a try too. In any event, I went through the process and I was fortunate enough to be selected for the staff. And like many other organizations, when you made the team, you were actually kidnapped at your house early one morning and brought in in your pajamas with the rest of the new staff to celebrate your selection. For a shy, geeky kid like me, this was a really big deal. That next fall, fresh off the summer yearbook camp, where we got a deep dive into the process as well as being bonded together, I was assigned to be the editor of the freshman section of the yearbook. My responsibility was to find and write special interest stories about members of that freshman class and also to represent what that class was doing through the course of the year. Thankfully, I had about a group of about 600 kids to pick from, and I also had to work with our staff photographers to schedule shoots. I had to prepare the layouts with the class photos and send those layouts to Herf Jones for publication. Now, like I said, this was the 1980s. It was way before digital, so the work was really tedious as you actually had to calculate the word counts based on the space you left on your layout, and you needed to be as accurate as you could because when the blue lines came, you didn't want to have to add or delete very much copy. It was really important that you were accurate in that first round because it costs money to make those revisions. And, you know, we had a tight budget and we didn't want to spend unnecessary revenue on just editing copy. My experience with the yearbook opened up my world to possibilities that I didn't even know at the time existed. It provided the very foundation for my career and the work that I'm still doing today. In your book, I learned how to write news stories. I learned things like photos should always look into the spread and not off the page. I learned that one big strong photo is always more compelling than many little ones. I learned the importance of consistent borders. I learned about pikas and points. I learned about blue lines and type fonts. And I even learned about developing umbrella campaigns. You see, our yearbooks had an annual culturally relevant 
creative theme. And we would use that theme to write multiple narratives to recap the year through the lens of of that particular um, theme. So as part of the yearbook staff, I learned to work closely with a team. I took my responsibilities really seriously. I was all in on deadlines. I learned to jump in to help others who may have been behind. And I learned to take direction from peers, the editors who were only a year or two older than me. And I also learned that if you're going to accomplish a group goal, you need a team of different personalities and skill sets. You can't be all the same. Our group was super diverse, but yet we worked together to create a really great product. I also learned in looking back at it, the concept of revenue streams. Of course, we didn't call it that, but that's what it was. Our yearbook was big and expensive to produce. We had to keep it reasonable enough for families to afford, so we had a targeted sales price we had to hit. But if we wanted to make our book better, say with additional color pages, we had to find different ways to drive revenue. So instead of cutting costs, we sold ads to help offset it. Becoming an ad salesperson was super way outside my comfort zone, but I knew that if I wanted to support my staff, I was going to need to make my quota. And when it was all over, because I kind of got into it and got rolling, I sold 10 times my quota and I was the top salesperson for the year. It was really the first time I had ever done anything like that. And while I think my sales technique is better today, the reality is, is that the yearbook experience created that very first need for me to try. Aside from that, as it related to the revenue, we also had to hit production minimums to make sure that we got a good rate for the production price. Steve Bailey was masterful at the yearbook sale. Every year, he would arrange for a school-wide rally in the gym where he would, he would gather photos of the most compelling emotional images of students touching all kinds of facets of school life, and he would put it together in a slideshow with this really emotionally charged music, and it always ended with the brilliantly simple and spot-on song, Bookends, by Simon and Garfunkel. So if you can imagine you're watching this slideshow of, you know, that you can relate to of your friends and and uh, peers and whatnot in the gym. And as this song ends, you hear the lyrics. I have a photograph. Preserve your memories. They're all that's left you. And then boom, mic drop. Buy your yearbook now. Looking back at it, it truly was marketing brilliance. It was also definitely a copyright infringement, but that aside, the most important lesson there is that it connected with the audience on an emotional level that practically guaranteed they were going to buy that yearbook before they headed out the door. Aside from this brilliance in uh, the marketing efforts to buy yearbooks, Bailey was also awesome at event creation. He was famous for his legendary road rallies. This was an annual clue-based trek that we would all partake in where you would drive around in the area in competitive teams, and your ultimate goal was to be the first to the end destination for a party. Needless to say, 
it, for me at least, it was as fun to plan the events as it was to participate. In fact, I actually swiped this concept only two years later when I was commissioner of activities in college, but that's kind of a story for another day. Uh, Being on yearbook staff even led to my first job. I worked in the photo studio that had the contract for my high school. My job was to fill and pack photo packages, and eventually I became a photo assistant for the local area school dances and proms where the studio had contracts. This was a really great opportunity for me to learn firsthand about not only setting up photo shoots, but also kind of the inner workings of how a small business operates. And eventually, the owner of the studio connected me with my first ad agency job, which is way another story that we'll hit on another time. Anyway, back to high school. In my senior year of high school, I was named the co-editor-in-chief of the yearbook. My co-editor and I were literally as different as night and day. He was super chill and easygoing, and I was all-in, intense, type A. Not surprisingly, we, cra- we clashed a lot. But in the end, we were a good balance, and together we created a great product. Your book staff was really like a family. We were a tight-knit group that spent tons of time together outside of the classroom. I felt like being an editor-in-chief was a huge responsibility, and it really did feel like a full-time job. I'm really proud of the yearbook that we put out that year. I was proud of it then, and I'm even more proud of it now. Um, It's really special when here, 35 years later, you can see your classmates still referring to your creation. And Steve Bailey was the man behind that outstanding yearbook program. I just learned yesterday of his passing, and I feel like I was punched in the gut. Bailey taught journalism, but Bailey taught way more than that. He was my first mentor before I even really knew what a mentor was. He taught me tactical skills that provided me with what ultimately became the foundation for my career. Under his guidance, I discovered a world that I aspired to never leave. Under his guidance, I grew confident in a skill set that I previously didn't even know existed. Bailey unleashed my inner passion to write, to create, and to lead. The yearbook was the perfect vehicle to realize that you had a responsibility to capture the emotional stories that your readers will hold on to forever. You are creating the most important supporting document that in my case, thousands will rely on for aided awareness to the memories of the formative years of their lives. Bailey demanded accuracy. Unidentified subjects were unacceptable, and that alone is harder than it sounds when you have a school of 2,400. But it was so important because of the fact that those were the kids that were going to be looking back at this years later, and it was our job to make sure that those memories were accurately portrayed. Thanks to his guidance during those two high school years, I developed the confidence to start my own marketing agency just six years out of high school, two years after college. This year, Sherry and I will be celebrating our 30th anniversary in business together. 
So for showing me the way in so many ways, thank you, Steve Bailey. But as I look back today, I'm pondering about what I may have done differently while Bailey was still alive. The biggest regret I have is that I should have said all of this to him before it was too late. And that's the point of today's podcast. We talked in an earlier episode about how it's impossible to know how today's choices will affect your future. For Sherry and I, our approach is to go all in on every real opportunity with passion and intensity and commitment. And you've got to believe that your work will ultimately lead you to success. But it's never a straight, clear path. The journey is foggy, it's full of twists and turns, and even obstacles. The best you can do every day is to just do something and keep moving forward. But on days like today, I realize that it's also critical to take a look back. You need to not only see the progress you've made, but you need to identify those life-changing moments of your past. So for today, I encourage you to take a moment to thank the people who may not even know that they made a massive difference in your life. It's so much easier today with social media to find that lost contact. So why not take a little time and surprise them with your story of how they positively changed your life? To Steve Bailey, I say, rest in peace, my awesome mentor. Thanks for listening today. I hope you come back again soon.